another podcast here with Ruben DeCuban as we celebrate life through commercial real estate. And as per usual, I'm holding a cigar that I'm going to be uh, chomping on today. Uh, it's an Arturo Fuente. The Hemingway line is a short story. It's one of my favorite cigars. It's full of flavor. And um, as the name says, short story. So it's a shorter cigar. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. But uh, being it's part of the Hemingway line, I'm just going to talk a little bit about Hemingway. And some people are big fans, some people are not. He was a little bit controversial, but he did see a lot of things happen in his lifetime. Wrote some great books, uh, told some amazing stories, had some amazing adventures. Um, and throughout his life, he was able to see the landscape change in uh, a lot of places, not just physically from the location to location, but also as the world was growing through that time. So it's always interesting to see life and see how things uh, evolve through the eyes of somebody that's been able to experience that. On that note, I'm going to introduce Les Byron with SBN Commercial Realty in Fort Lauderdale. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Les. Les has been, um, well, he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, how long he's been with SVN and been around. And, and Les, I, I always like to ask my guests, well, why don't you tell us, you know, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, you know, where'd you start and where'd you grow up and that kind of stuff. Um, about young Les. I was born, born and raised in South Florida. Um, speaking of Hemingway, in, in school we read uh, Sun Also Rises, Old Man in the Sea, and Farewell mm -hmm. to Arms. Farewell to Arms is one of my favorite books of all time. Oh, really? He was big time down here. Um, the Keys, you know, the Keys House, all the cats, you know, yeah. Old Man in the Sea with him fishing. But he's, he, you know, really the Keys was, yeah, you know, Keys in Cuba was a big thing for, for Ernest. Well, it, it and, you know, taking a little side note, sure. spending a little bit of time in Cuba is one of, uh, obviously, a very big figure in Havana and with uh, the Hemingway and a lot of the things where he lived and cool pillar, uh, pillar is still down there, the boat and all that kind of stuff. So that's awesome. I didn't even know that. I mean, I, I don't think of my thing of the keys, but i you know, Cuba's right there, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of history there. Cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So you grew up here in South Florida. Yeah. I'm a native uh, one, one of four. One yeah. of four. <laughs> so we're running, running around. My dad was a big developer. He came from the, from the war. Okay. The war guy. Um, he came in the early fifties, met my mom down here and started a family and, he was a contractor building the back then was called co-ops wow. other condos along Galt Ocean Mile and, you know, a little bit in Aventura and, um, made some money and started buying, um, cow land, cow, cow pastures Ooh. and, um, and it all around the airports, Florida airport, um, West Palm beach airport and uh, Florida executive airport. And his biggest um, gain was, was a executive airport in Fort Lauderdale. He bought thousands and thousands of acres over the years. And started developing slowly but surely um, warehouses. Nice. He could have a warehouse up and finish in 45 days. Oh. Give the person a key in 45 days. And it happened. Wow. Everything was by legal pad. There was no computers back then. Mm -hmm. A man hours in legal pad, but he did it. You know, handshakes and, you know, scotches after work. And that's how they did it. Wow. It a good old boys group. He was a president of JC's, president of a couple of banks, um, on the board of directors of a couple of banks, um, JC's, um, uh, Chamber of Commerce, all, mm -hmm. all very social man. There's golf clubs, very social man. Um, the biggest things were his Christmas parties. People would always remember because he just went all out. Yeah. But anyway, he he developed over 19 million, almost 20 million square feet of space over his 40 years down here. Wow, and, that's impressive. And you were able yeah. to see all this as you were growing sure. up. Sure, I was a contractor. I was, you know, I was a runt run out in, 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 the, in the field. <laughs> you know, I'm scraping, um, scraping walls down and sweeping floors. So, yeah. With it, I got into my got my belt on and you know swung, swung some hammers and uh yeah and he took me out of that put me right into college he said you know you got you got to learn you got to learn the backstory to it absolutely absolutely yeah 
Well, that's amazing. I mean, so you've definitely been able then to experience and see this, you know, um, to grow the growth that, you know, here in South Florida, especially sure. in the Fort Lauderdale area. Sure. I mean, not just the last 10, 20 years, you're going back like say, 30, 40, you know, 30, 40 years. Sure. Sure. He, he knew people, he knew business would follow people and it was just a natural for South Florida to become a business hub, you know, and today from Port St. Lucie down to the Keys is one of the highest GDPs in the world. Mm. It's amazing. Trillions of dollars. And the bit, the number one trading partner of, of Miami and South Florida is Nicaragua, Nicaragua and um, Honduras, mm -hmm. number one trading partner. And so the, all that commerce, all that fuel, you know, it, it just, it feeds the commercial market. Wow. So we're very, very happy to be here. A lot of the buildings that he built, I sell today. And it's pretty oh, really? cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And I announced it on the SVN Live, uh, you know, the Monday morning show when it happens. Because it's a real, it's real, it hits a real, real spot with me, you know? Yeah. And actually, I've even um, become, I've even got hired because the client saw my dad's name on the plans that when buildings built back in the seven, early 70s, late 80s, or early 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. and they would call me and ask questions. Next thing you know, I became their broker and, you know, and made a commission just from my main being on the plans. Wow. He was a senior, I was a junior. So yeah. I owe him, I owe him every day. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know, but building's not easy. Sell, selling, it sounds not easy either, but it's just, you know, building, doing all those permits and all the people, you know, it's, it's, they can pull your hair out. Well, and I think it's gotten a little more complicated in sure. <laughs> the last couple of years. Sure. No, yeah. With yeah. You know, the, the permitting requirements, hurricanes, you know, the surf side. So, but the main thing is, is that we, everybody, everyone wants to have a good reputation. Everyone wants to have a good rep, you know, they don't mm -hmm. want to build anything junky, crappy because it gets around to, you know, South Florida is still a small knit community. Yeah. A lot of people go back and forth from New York, but it's still. It's a small knit community. You know that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We're just talking a little bit about that, about, you know, the network and the people and the relationships that uh, we built. So it is a small little community. Sure, sure. Build that. And on that note, uh, it's you said uh, when we were initially talking that you guys were one of the, like you and Keith were one of the first SVN offices here in and Florida. Florida. Yes, sir. Yeah. Wow. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that's been how many years? It's been over 20 years. Wow. About 22 years that we've been with SVN. And um, Jerry Anderson was was big. There's um, I can't remember the gentleman's name before Jerry, but the key is, we were we left a big company. We mm -hmm. were with different companies. We we left a big company, formed our own small company. We want to be able to compete, compete with the Cushmans, the CBs, and all the the Nationals. Put it that for the Nationals. And, mm -hmm. and Sperry gave us that platform to do that. Nice. And now over the years, we've seen it grow in Florida. You know, there's over 200 agents out in Florida. So we see it grow. We see um, you know, foothold in here. We yeah, see a nice foothold in here. Well, you guys are doing obviously fabulous because year after year, you're always in the top producers uh, out of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, and as uh, John McDermott always says, you know, every week on the Monday morning call mm -hmm. uh, that you guys either have uh, just sold or just listed or both. <laughs> sure, week after week after week. So sure, we're lucky. Very to have very that. consistent. That's um, that's amazing. Amazing. You know, that's, that's fabulous. That's what. Uh, I guess most brokers in their life uh, would love to see their career kind of have that kind of consistency over time. That's, that's amazing. We taught the three P's patience, persistence, and perseverance. Nice. You can't go over top, but you need to be in, be, be available be, you know, be, be, be the local source of the, you know, the, 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 the you know, three P's. Can you say that one more time? Patience, mm -hmm. perseverance, and persistence. Three P's patience, three P's. perseverance, and, and persistence. Yeah. You're not going to win every battle. You're not going to win every every deal. That's a that's per perseverance. You got to keep on going through. Right. You know? And right when you want to give up, that's a time when you make it. Yeah. So you know, you keep on keep knocking on those doors, keep making those calls, but you can't overdo it. People are so busy these days. They got mm -hmm. everything fl flooding their head. 
TikTok, we were just talking about that. <laughs> just the new, the news in itself, you know, gets you. So uh -huh. you can't, you can't overwhelm people. Plus people, you know, they're inundated with all this news. A lot of it's bad news. They sometimes just want to, they want to just chill out, chill right. out, take it easy. So you can't overdo it. You can't, you know, some, yet you can't force one, can't force somebody to buy. They got to want to buy, mm -hmm. you know, and if they like you, they like your approach, you know, they'll work with you. And you know, it's, you know, said in all the Dale Carnegie courses that even if they, if they like you, they'll even pay more for it, which is, you know, there's some truth to that. Yeah. People like working with people they like, and um, that's what we try to do. And in Spearman mm -hmm. SVN, we um, always value the customer. You know, the, the customer knows, knows what he wants. Mm -hmm. We can direct him along, we can guide him, but the customer's got to make up his mind. Right. You know, you can't force it. No. And I think that's plays right into why we use the word advisor and advisory role. Very good. Because, you know, we can't really, we're not here to sell you something. We're here to advise you and like, hey, here's this and here's this. And you we make, think this is this and, you know, and, but exactly, but you, they make up their mind. They make, they make up their mind their own, their own way, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I've uh, worked on some deals, <clears throat> so actually recently where, you know, you have some younger, I'll, I'll say, you know, <laughs> some younger brokers on the other end and they're a little more pushy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, let's, you know, they, they push, push, push. And I guess like, and I, and I was telling one of our younger brokers in the office, like part of our job is also to protect our, our clients. Sure. And not to necessarily fall into that trap of trying to be just push for a deal and push for this. And Let them run over that. you. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. we need to, to guard on that. So it's part of it. And that's building that trust and building, you know, and protecting them uh, from, mm -hmm. from those type of situation, especially if they're not, you know, wanting to be in that situation. There sure. are some clients that them, they themselves are very fast and they want to move at a fast pace. Right. That's fine. Sure. But everybody's different. That's the key. Exactly. What do you, what do you think of the market down here too? I mean, everybody, everybody asks me, when's it going to level off? When's it going to come down? When's, when price is going to start coming down? And I don't see it. I just, I don't see when it. When it happens, we can look back and say that's why, but until it happens, we it, don't know. Very absolute great observation because it, I hear that all the time, mm -hmm. uh, especially with conversation with folks around the country that we have, you know, with sure. our different councils and so forth. Uh, a lot of headwinds around there, but South Florida seems to be still pushing. Know, pushing, pushing. It's, 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 um, there was an article I just read this week um, that was talking about, yeah, there's been a little slowdown in a number of transactions, mm -hmm. but when it comes to like dollar or the, the rates, the rates and, and that hasn't really changed. Most sure. sellers have gone to helping or loosening up on terms a little bit. So, okay. you know. Make it a little bit easier because banks are not easy. Right. Well, like last year, you know, I had a, a deal that was for sale and we had a bunch of offers. Several of them wanted, you know, they were literally putting over a million dollar hard mm -hmm. within 30 days. Mm -hmm. You know, for, for, you know, just, or some of them, the seller actually wanted hard money at contract. Yeah. Yeah. And so those kind of things have, you know, eased up and there's like, there's so now they're giving them a little longer time. Sure. Especially if it's a development deal, they'll, they'll wait for the contingency for, you know, get approvals and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. which, you know, six, well, like, uh, 12 months ago, you, you, you couldn't really. Yeah. They want to cash up front and forget about it. That's it. That's yeah, they gotta work with the, I think that the, the dollar numbers are not down rate wise and the per square foot wise, the number of, the number of buyers might be a little cooled off. You know, they have other, you have other obli obligations, you know, interest yeah. rates are up, you know, so they're yeah. paying, paying, you know, they're paying on their other mortgages, you know. But um, the main thing is that 
it's still going forward. Look at Pro Lodges. You know, they're mm-hmm. where I'm in Fort Lauderdale, everything's triple net. You know, we're looking at seventeen, eighteen dollars per square foot triple net numbers. Where before the pandemic, you know, three years ago, these numbers were nine, ten, eleven dollars a square foot. Mm. So just hundred percent increase in three years. Wow, hundred percent. And that's that's amazing. We don't see in we don't see it coming off, you know? Mm-mm. And as far as the free rent and the percent increases per year, I mean, they're not giving a bunch of free rent. They increase still four and 5%, you know? They mm-hmm. want, and they want two months security deposit. All these things they don't, they don't budge on, you yeah. know? Depending on the terms of the other terms and the quality of the tenant, of course, they, um, you know, they, they, that's all factored in. Right. But think about that, you know, $18 square foot triple net, you know, put the plus four, you're 22 bucks a foot. Mm-hmm. 22 bucks a foot, you know, some, some people, some are more, yeah. 23, 24 bucks a foot. For warehouse space, that's more than you can get for Class B office space <laughs> on Commercial Boulevard, Cypress Creek Road. Those Class B buildings, be lucky to get yeah nineteen twenty, gross. Wow, gross for these Class B single story, you know, buildings. You know, twenty maybe you know twenty one, twenty two gross for office space. You know? Wow, I mean, so warehouse space is more per square foot than office space. The warehouse yeah. is is gonna. So why don't you take us back a little okay. bit and see. You know, what would you say some of the biggest change? Obviously, everybody said, hey, so much has changed in Fort Lauderdale okay. and Miami. Um, you, you've actually been here for a while to see that sure. what, you know, besides a lot more traffic or or like this, mm-hmm. what what really, you know, your dad had the foresight of saying, hey, business is going to come this way. Sure. This is going to be a great big hub. The, 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 the biggest thing that he said, too, that um, this is back in the early 80s, was that um, the pioneers like me, um, Andy Anson's grandfather, Somebody that I'm um, Terry Styles' dad. Those people are less and less because the big nationals are coming in. Back then, Trammell Crow was the was the gorilla. Trammell Crow out of Texas, they came in and they were the big. They were the first big national company to come in and start putting up putting up um, you know multi tenant warehouses. Mm-hmm. And that was one that was one big change we saw from the from the founding farmers or founding um, founding pioneers. You know the the mom and pops. You mm-hmm. know the families. Buying two, three, four, five acres, building buildings, little multi-tenant buildings, whatever. From the 60s, 70s, 80s, right in the 80s, the roaring 80s when that started to turn. Mm-hmm. And then what it did, it put, put Florida, South Florida on the map, you know? And then Security Capital, which is now Prologis, came in. And the big guys, you know, the Lincoln Properties, the, you know, the IDIs, the, the, you know, the, the first industrials. And they've really changed the, the face of it. Why? Because they discovered, you know, we're the gateway to, we're the gateway to South, South America. We're the mm-hmm. gateway to Central America. It comes through here, the amount of pop, you know, you look at the, look at the rise. When I was a kid, you know, six, seventy, six to seven million was the population of, of Florida. Now wow. we're, we're over, we beat, beat, we're over New York, we're over 19 million, uh-huh. approaching 20 million people. So that just demographics needs to, uh, needs to store stuff. Wow. Yeah. And when, um, you maybe want to think about what's going to, what do you kind of see? So yeah. we've had this growth. Yeah. Right now, you know, we're having, you know, moving to Florida about a thousand or eleven hundred people a, a day, day. Right. Moving here. A lot of people's like, hey, there's nowhere more, there's no there's nothing else to build. Right. In in like the South Florida market. There's nowhere to grow. Mm-hmm. So everybody's looking at different areas. Uh myself coming from Chicago, where it's been around for a long time. Sure. So we build on top of older buildings and so forth. I still see opportunities. Right, right, right. Where do you see kind of like the future of, of South Florida? Do you yeah. see? Well, we, in Broward County, we're kind of, you know, we're stuck in, we're the sandwich. We're the, we're the meat in the sandwich. We, uh-huh. can't, we can't expand, you know? So what we see is, you know, Homestead, you know, in, in Okeechobee. We see the, the flare out, mm-hmm. you know, the flare out towards, you know, Homestead and the flare up, you know, towards Okeechobee. That's what we see. Mm-hmm. You know, Pratt Whitney, there's a lot of, um, a lot of projects going on up there. Some 
um, Stuart, uh, Stuart, Port St. Lucie. But it comes back to the biggest thing is you want to be as close to the port and the airport as possible, international mm-hmm. port and airport. So you have Florida, you have Florida, and you have Miami, international airports. Yes, West Palm Beach too. When you start getting Port St. Lucie and Stewart and Jupiter, those hubs aren't there. But what is there? The people. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the golf course communities, the, you know, the older people, the, you know, the, you know, the, um, the retirees. And that you have to service those, you know, as it can be all, you know, 32 foot clear, 40 foot clear, you know, prologue type buildings. Maybe, maybe not, but the key is you have to service those people. You know, they're, they're not going anywhere. They're still coming down, you know. We do, so again, we see a flare out towards Homestead and a flare up towards Okeechobee. Nice. I think that's going to, we think it's going to continue. Again, the, the main thing about um, development is there's no, there's no real rules. There's codes, there's, there's, there's you know, building, building um, permits. Mm-hmm. As far as the, that's where the market is. The mar- market's going to take you, nobody's bigger than the market. Yeah. The market's going to take you where it's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, are you guys looking at all at the um, west coast of Florida kind of stuff, or are you pretty close? You know, stuck to the Broward. I, I mean, mean, I know your roots are right here in, yeah. in Broward. I mean, we have we have SVN offices over there. We right. actually, um, SVN Commercial Realty has a um, uh, satellite office in Hialeah too. Yeah, it's a little bit of um, a little bit of presence down here. Mm-hmm. You know, rubbing elbows with you and the guys. Here. No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, I, yeah. When I'm out about, I hear I hear uh, people ask me about them all the time, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That's I, good. I think uh, they That's focus a lot on the industrial, not Hylia market. Hylia market's big enough right there, you know. Opalaka, yeah. Hylia, and there's a lot of lot of uh, moving moving. Um, Chess pieces over there. Yeah, absolutely. They make, make, they make money. They make good money. Hey, that's that's great. That's you know? great. We see now that a lot of people are retiring. Their um, their building has done so good for them over the years, and why are they killing themselves over you know a clamp here or, or you know, a, a thing there? They're going to sell the building um, either to an investor from New York or you know mm-hmm. whoever who was going to fix up the building, and lease it out. Our our concern is: are these rates the twenty four dollars twenty two? Are they sustainable? Right. Can you sell a building to an investor and those rate interest and the uh, taxes go through the roof? You got to pass them on to the to the tenant. Or is the tenant be able to going to be able to sustain those those increases? Mm. Especially when the building sells two and three times. We we have a building in Pompano Beach. You know, it's a hundred fifty thousand square foot building. It sold three times in in four years. Think about those taxes. Wow. And where are the taxes going to go? They're going to go to the you know to the new owner to the to the tenant. You know, mm-hmm. and the tenant can't pay the taxes or it can't pay it, the, the net rate will come down and the, uh, the camels will keep going up. So that's one concern we see going forward is are they going to be able to continue to pay those rates that the investors require? You know, right. So we're seeing, um, you know, a lot of things don't make sense. Cap rates, you know, you know, buildings are selling it for five, five and a half caps where the, the, the tenants, you know, are struggling to pay. And when mm-hmm. those, those, those um, taxes hit, tenants really start, start struggling to pay. Yeah, well, it, the numbers, the fundamentals, that's where I think most people are having a hard time wrapping their minds around. Sure, for new stuff. For the new, yeah, because, you know, we see where the 10-year treasury, you know, that we're, mm-hmm. we're in the middle of some, you know, some people say we're in recession or going into recession or whatever. That topic, either way, things either. are getting challenging. Yeah, with the rates and, and the returns. With the re- so when you have, uh, you know, the Fed moving rates, you can't get the banks to lend it so so much, and then you're trying to, build to you know a five cap to sell to a seven cap mm-hmm. and then you know with those kind of rates it just mm-hmm. it's 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 difficult it's really difficult sure and the package always has the rate as it is the package doesn't say the rate was capped to the rate when the when the when the taxes go through the roof exactly <laughs> well and we haven't even talked about insurance sure 
sure. that's a whole nother topic here in Florida that, and I think, you know, throughout the country. And I was at a CCIM lunch a couple of months ago where they really talked about this is a global mm-hmm. kind of issue. It's not just here locally. But with the, the community banks, mm-hmm. my guys have been able to have them wave windstorm. Ooh. They said, listen, if you, want my, if you want my business, if you want my accounts, I'll give them to you, but you have to wave windstorm. And so the community banks are taking a risk too. Because the nationals, yeah, I want windstorm. You know, I want, so I want your life insurance, blah, blah, blah. But you can kind of chuck and drive, chuck and dive a little bit with the community banks. Now, is that good or bad? But again, that's, that's the market. You know, right. if you don't take my loan, you know, my terms, I'm going go to go to somebody else. Right, right. You know, a lot of cash on the street, too, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You Absolutely. Know? Well, we hope that, we just hope it keeps going. And again, again, that's where the patience comes in. You know, you, you know, you got to be patient. Don't mm-hmm. go crazy, you know, as a broker, especially as a broker, you know, you know, they say if, if you can buy a Ferrari, buy two Ferraris, so you can sell one when the time goes down, you know? Yeah, yeah. I wish I could, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's a good market to be in and it's, um, you know, just a, it's a fantastic state to have. Yeah. And, you know, and the people at SVN, the conference, it's great because we, we all have a commonality. We're all small companies mm-hmm. bound bound by, by a belt, but we have the autonomy to do what we want to do. Yeah. You know? Everybody does their things their own way, you know. Absolutely. So we're just talking before. We just talking before and how you do, you know, how you handle your stuff, how I handle my stuff, and it's where everybody's different, but it works because it all comes together. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Do you have, uh, you know, for somebody to say, hey, you know, since you have so many years' experience, would you say there's a certain deal story or you know something that just like sticks out? Would say, hey, one of my favorite, most memorable deal stories, you know, throughout your career. I can just tell you that um. Every deal story is different. Every deal is different. Um, one thing that was taught to me many, many years ago, when I first started, actually, he goes, you know, real estate is about not making the bad mistake. You're going to make mistakes, but you just don't want to do that, you know, that mistake that you can't come back from. You know, we're human, you know, so is it going to be, ethics is, out, ethics is, that's not, that's not the question. Ethics should always have to be top ethics, but you're still going to make mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? So how can you minimize, that's where the patience comes in. That's where, you know, look before you leap type thing. But the key is, the key is the persistence. You know, you, um, another, I guess the biggest thing is you take, you take advice from people who are making money, people are doing good. You know, one broker said, meet five new people every day. What a fantastic line that is. Uh. You know, you don't have to meet 30, 40 people every day, but you, you need to connect. So when you go to these conferences, the conventions, whatever, you meet five new people a day and you connect with them, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something that you don't just shake your hand, give them a card. You have to connect with them. Yeah. Anybody can give out cards. You look at a card, you, you, you toss it away. Mm-hmm. So the second thing is, you know, belong to organizations that mean something, you know. Yes, everybody can, you know, can do what they want to do, but you go to an organization, you be on, become on the board and like American Cancer Society, Boys and Girls Club, different organizations, not just construction, not just brokers, something, something that means something to the community mm-hmm. and get on the board. Yeah, and that's the key. That that's the difference, you know, to get on the board. And it takes time. Nobody go to NAOP and do deals in in one day. You know, I remember I was in NAOP for you know twenty years, and people I met my first two or three years, I didn't do a deal with for eighteen twenty years. They remembered me. And something happened. Something click 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 click. Next thing you know, I'm talking to this gentleman or gentle or woman, mm-hmm. and I'm doing a deal with them or their spouse or their better, better half. And it's because of my meeting them in NAOP 20 years ago. Wow. So that's the patience too, you know? That definitely is the patience. Yeah. So, so as far as the deal story, every deal is different. Um, I can tell you that I sold um, um, an old, uh, former warehouse that was turned into an office building to a, to a college. The only reason why that, that happened 
was because the broker for the for the seller, I would represent the buyer. He convinced the seller that the buyer had the money. So you mm -hmm. know, just go through all this jib jibber jazz. You know, the buyer had the money. It was a hundred thousand square foot building, sold for eleven million dollars. This is you know, fifteen years ago. But the key was the only reason the only reason that deal happened is because the broker convinced the seller. The, the seller's broker convinced him that the buyer had the money to do it. Wow. And he did, you know, and, you know, we had some heated discussions, some issues along the way, but, you know, it happened because, again, that's why brokers, you know, like each other. We're not mm -hmm. lawyers trying to fight and kill each other. You know, brokers got, you know, actually it can help you pull, pull you over the side, pull, yeah. you, pull you at the finish line. So that was, that was a great story that um, happens today. As brokers, we want to continue to be friends. Yeah. Continue to do next deal. Absolutely. Now, always you always remember the broker you did a deal with. You know, in Miami, mm -hmm. ten years ago, I did it. You always say, "I've always done." I always can say that I've done it. I've done a deal with you. Right. And a lot of times you forget the deal. But you <laughs> just remember you did a deal. You did a deal. You, exactly. you forget. You forget everything about it, other than you did the deal. It's, yeah. You see, guy's name, his face, or his name. You remember you did a deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Sometimes you remember me like, hmm, it wasn't <laughs> that great of a deal. <laughs> it wasn't easy. But thing. either way, you remember, you remember that face yeah. and that name. That's yeah, and, awesome. That's and you awesome. remember, you remember the brokers, or the deals, the people that don't pay you either. Yeah. You remember yeah. those, the guys that are tough, you know, but um, I worked with um, Armando Cadena, um, Cadena Co. from Cadena Bush Klein back then. Yes. And he was such a, such a um, upright, perfect, a humble person. And um, he would always praise his, his wife and his daughters and he'd praise the brokers and he would always, um, you know, say, you know, he'd always, he instilled the fact that brokers are the reason the deals are here. He said, I want to pay you a full fee. I'm going to pay you a full fee. And um, he'll never forget that. Nice. The dynamic, dynamic person he was. And um, that's my, that was my first intro into Miami. I was working for Kadena Bush Klein way, way back then. Wow. Now you and Keith been together for, he said, almost 30 years. Almost probably 20, 25, 26 years. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. have a partnership that's lasted that long. That, that speaks volume for both of you guys. Yeah. I don't like him though. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell him that. <laughs> it's cool. You know, we, we work, we work cause we're different. You know, we do our own thing and I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm on the street doing the door knocking and, you know, making the calls and have the database of people. And he's the one putting the, putting the package together and, you know, talking to the banks and the lawyers and the tax people and all that stuff. So it works. Nice. Works. Nice. Works. Well, Hey, you guys are doing a fabulous job. Thank you. An amazing thing. Um, I, I only hear superb stuff throughout the SVN right. family about you guys and uh, people here on the streets. Uh, so obviously you've been doing something very special and very great. And I don't leave out Steve Davis. He's with us too. So oh, of so course, of course, awesome. Steve Davis. It's, it's, it's a, but it's it's good. It works because again, we're all different. And um, you know, the, the, again, patience. You know, deals aren't just falling out of the sky. Yeah, they don't just fall out of the sky. And even when you know the person, like yesterday, yes, I knew the person deal with the guy for. Three months and bring him deal. He actually back and forth, and he goes to a different broker. You know, mm -hmm. and the reason why because he had his reasons. You know, you, you can't expect to get every single deal, and you can't kill yourself. If you don't get every deal, right? You know, you, you say you say one deal is not going to kill me, and one deal is, but you you know, you just pick yourself up and you dust dust it off, and you wish him well. And you know what? Sometimes it comes back to you. Right, right, perfect. You know, great. Well, we're almost uh, about to wrap things up. Okay. Uh, is there? Um, I don't know, email address or your website if somebody wants to get in touch with you and get sure. great. My 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 cell phone is Les Byron nine five four four zero one forty seven thirteen. My email is less at svncr.com. And our your website is www.svncr.com. Great. Great. Do you have a deal there you want to talk about or this is a deal little deal we did. This is um sure. This is a um, hardware store 
and pop, pop it up at Fort Lauderdale, actually, um, 14,000 square feet, so for 3.3 million, so over 230 bucks a foot. And this is a typical situation where the seller retired. I knew him for over 30 years, and many, many brokers wanted it and kind of got a little jaded they didn't get it. But again, kept in touch with him, mm-hmm. buddies. Um, he knew my dad. He knew my dad, and it was, it was, it was a likely fit. And so it's one of our investors. And um, a little, little touchy because the area is a little – a little dicey. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not as busy like Las Olas or, 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 or Port 95, but I'm um, sure enough, we just signed a lease with um, a police conversion company. They're going to take uh-huh. it and actually add lights and do the stuff they do with, with police cars, but it's a seven year deal. So it wasn't very nice. You know? Nice. Well, congratulations. Thank That's you. That's great. That's great. Well, he's happy. You know, <laughs> he's, he's happy. He got it, got it filled up. But again, typical situation. He's from New York. He's buying a lot of properties out here and he's, he's kind of overpaying. But again, you know, his main thing is listen, I'm going to pay 200 bucks a foot this year and four years will be 300 bucks a foot. Yeah. So, you know, and it could go up and down, but you know, that, that's his, that's his, you know, that's his mentality. I was just talking to somebody this morning. We're talking about how this is a cyclical market. So it goes sure. up and down a little bit here and there, mm-hmm. but it always seems to keep going up and up, you know, with the long run. And so the long run, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not a believer in just, you know, appreciation because of a magic wand. Obviously there's some fundamentals there, mm-hmm. but, um, there's definitely, you know, a, that's why we're in the business we're in. I mean, sure. You know, people get in and out after three, five year hold or whatever their strategy is. Everybody's Time, different. Everybody's different. Everybody's a little bit different. Has their own reason. That's the best okay. part about it is that you can't pick, you can't um, pigeonhole anybody anything. Everybody that's has different it. reasons. And that's, that's, it. that's the best part about it. It's all about life. It Making is. life life great through real estate because again, you're connecting with people. You're connecting on a one on one basis, you know, and you you know tie your tie tight and stand up straight, but you're connecting with people. I think on that note, that's a beautiful note to end on connecting awesome. through with people and celebrating life through real estate. Awesome. Thank you everybody for joining us on this episode. Uh, thank you, Les Byron for being here. Thank you. Really. And um, uh, please uh, feel free to share this. Uh, you can find this on anywhere where you like your, to uh, get your podcast, Apple podcasts, uh, Spotify or wherever. And also please consider um, helping uh, a small little uh, not-for-profit I work with. It's called Good. Christina's Academy. Christinasacademy.org. They uh, provide uh, services from tutoring to helping and adopting schools that are on the lower income spectrum and need your help. Thank you very much. Till next time. Cheers. Bye bye.